That's your t-shirt now, don't I? This is the Black Rifle Coffee Podcast. Black Rifle Coffee Podcast. Hi, sing down uh, Liquid Death. Hi. It's fucking culturally insensitive. Can't do that, man. Yeah, we're in New Zealand, Aussie, Brett, Japanese. Yes, uh, we're on a cultural <laughs> tour, Tom. White dude. Just white dude. That's nice right there. <laughs> hey, boys. Welcome to Black Rabbit Coffee, I guess. Today, today my guess is Tom, Tam Willems. <laughs> hey, Tam Willems. I can't sit your torso blends into your couch. You're just a floating head and some dead. Where's he gone? Why is there a head and a pair of trousers? Can I, just, can I, just, I got two half an arm and can I don't some trousers. You, but you realize you wear nothing but greens, my yeah. God. Yeah, don't I, thought, I thought it was black, and then I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then I had my first drink of the morning, yeah, and I was like, too. God damn, that's green as fuck. I did, too. I did, too. I seen that some bitch. It's like the color came in like Wizard of Oz. I was like, fuck, man. First sip of coffee is like, a shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, pass me that there cup. Yeah. We're going to put right the, put the go juice in that one. Yeah, yeah hang on. Let's, let me see how believable it is for me to sip an empty cup. New. <laughs> Here you go. You want some of this game? Sure don't. Absolutely do not. <laughs> it's got sucralose though. That's it's a good cool. That's what plants Zucchini? that want nothing to do with. <laughs> no, no. I've seen idiocracy. I've too. Well, I've, seen right, I've seen mediocrity too. It's right here. Idiocracy. Yeah, I know. I heard you, but I upgraded it. Oh God. Okay, cool. But all for right. sure, don't edit all this out because it's funny. <laughs> Get the clap from Tom before you start. <laughs> Get the. I got the clap. How'd you do it? I mean, you told me to get it, so I recruited Dave's bedroom. We'll just I recruited the right guy, and next thing you know, I had the clip of the clip. That's oh, it. That's not gonna work. I came to Texas and ended in Dave's bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, hey guys, welcome to the Black Rival Coffee Podcast. Today we're coming live to you from a room where I'm gonna have sex soon. <laughs> the wall's gonna be painted. Yep, with something. Stop. Well, I think you need to get that button near the door where you hit it, and then it's, it like smokes out all the windows, so you know when it's business time. Well, you know that I can afford that based on these Ply Gem Lowe's windows that still have the fucking stickers on them like a fucking hat from Lids in the Mall. I'm just waiting what you do with that I pole left. down your staircase that you just slide straight down. Yeah. To the I tried to use it. It's real tough because when your foot catches on that first little Goodbye. ledge there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's real nice is when you have a little buzz on or whatever and you forget that the stairs are so narrow on one side and you catch it with your heel and you just fucking... Have you done it in stocking feet yet? Because in socks it's... No, no, no. It's just death. Well, so... This is actually true, and I don't know why, but I packed in a bit of a hurry. And you know those jumpy socks they use at the trampoline places that have the grippy on the boat? I have a set with me. Do you have to give them back? Staircase socks. Yeah, you have to put those on. Can I have those? I have one set of those once because I got, um, I was eating a hamburger at a Mexican restaurant and I got hit by a stray cattle trailer that oh. came unhitched from a truck and smashed through the wall and broke my leg. So wow. I was in the hospital and they gave me the fancy grip socks and I kept those. Yeah, I'm going to give them to you. They're orange and black and gray <laughs> camo. I have them. They're in the hotel room. You let me borrow one of those fast cars. I'm going to go back and get it. Oh, hey, do you know any fast cars over there, Tom? <laughs> I don't know of any fast ones. <laughs> There's no fast ones. I Here's can lend that. you any sad shit box you want. But. There's that one that's real low. looks like a bathtub with wheels. Bathtub mm, wheels. Two-wheel drive. It's in the shop. Outback, welded diff. 
Yeah. Slick Ooh. tires. I don't know how to do yeah, this we, now. That would be a fuss. The green, the green one, maybe? Yeah, the green Yeah, one. yeah, the yeah. green bathtub. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. car's leaving today. Oh, where's uh-huh. it going? To a racetrack somewhere. I don't know. It's not mine. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to do enough. whatever it does. It had some stickers on it. They're gone. It's got new wheels and now it leaves. I don't know. Last I heard, though, there's a lot of people and computers and it was going for long periods of time and there's beads of sweat coming down. Wait, isn't that Yoko? No. No, that's Mike McGinnis's grid life car. Oh, the track car? Yeah. Oh. All right, let's do official things. Ready? Texas Dave, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Texas Dave. Awesome. Nailed it. Uh, well, no, this... <laughs> Who are you waving at? I'm going to shake my own hand on that one. Well, Have a good night, everybody. You were the first person to acknowledge the cameras in yeah. my short time doing this thus far. Um, wow. However, I like to... I mean, it's fucking Black Rifle Coffee podcast, so... That's you, what this is? You have quite a coffee set up. How do you take your coffee? That's how I start them on because I want to oh, know. Buddy. And we don't fucking talk about tea, dude. Mm-hmm. So you just come up with a good goddamn coffee. <laughs> yeah, answer. make something up. <laughs> After what happened this want. morning, I don't think we should get into it because that was a 45 minute <laughs> argument. <laughs> right, let, me, let me start with how I don't take my coffee from okay. Bucky Lassick out of a ninja. Okay. That's gross. Fucking awful. Did you try it? No, I just, you, I just had to see it. And I was like, I'm not that <laughs> the fucking swill bullshit. No. Never. He was like, oh, somebody left old grounds in here. I was like, who cares? Run water over it. It's going to taste the same whether yep. the grounds are new or not. It's so <laughs> sad. Um, I'll take uh, about 19 grams. Uh, <clears throat> I take about 19 grams of... Uh, <laughs> oh, God, what a uh, And I just is scaled 19 grams of um, the AK Espresso. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's a medium fine grind and, uh, and I go for a one ounce pull okay. on a, uh, La San Marco espresso machine. Yeah. You do a single on that. I saw you doing some milk, yeah, yeah, milk yeah, action. Well, I do, I do, I do a little steam and like, yep. I saw yeah. the, yeah, you saw it, was good. Yeah. it's nice. A little foam on the top. I'm going to sit on the porch and watch the great blue herons land in my pond while I sit. Herons. Latte. Yeah. Have you ever seen a great blue heron, Tom? No, out here. Yeah. I killed him with a broom handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, well, that's no, no, no. We had a permit. We had a permit. <laughs> you have to have a permit. Yeah. That's a real thing. So I worked right. at a trout club, and apparently they eat some astronomical amount of fish per yeah, they do. X. It's oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was it was literally the crop that they're, you know they're harvesting from yeah, the water. Yeah. And there was one out in a leg trap, and I didn't have access to the <laughs> to the gun. Handle? No, to, I had access to the broom handle. Dude, don't interrupt ever again. So <laughs> <laughs> the broom handle's concerned. <laughs> so I was I didn't have access to the gun because it was early in the morning. I'm like, well, I don't want this thing to suffer, you know. And I mean, this is for sure going to get edited out. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I cruised still over. Know that this happened. And yeah. That's what's important. Yeah, I cruised over. You know, young seventeen year old uh, Kevin, and I was like, I'll just hit it right behind the neck. You know, that'll be quick and easy and we'll be done with the whole thing. And again, there was legitimately a permit yeah, to yeah, no. rid this thing. <laughs> so I'm like waiting and it's like trying to get you with the beak. Yeah. And I go, man, I got you. I'll take you right out of your misery. Whack, right behind its neck. And it was like, if you could picture Jurassic Park and like the raptors and how tough they look and they like, exactly. <laughs> but not that scene. More like the... <laughs> T-Rex waterfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Objects in mirror. This thing's a fucking dinosaur. I hit yeah, it yeah. so many fucking times. Oh, oh. It was, it was, I mean. They're tanks, dude. Man. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't fight an ostrich or anything. Like yeah, are you good, neck. buddy? Or are we, <laughs> do we can process that. You're in, you're in, you're in my <laughs> story. <laughs> no, I'm good. I thought it was pretty funny. Anywho. <laughs> 
So <laughs> bury it down deep. It's fine. And then look at the next. <laughs> That's come yeah, up now. 23 years later. That's going to be know. a tumor in my calf in 12 years. <laughs> Now that's where all the whiskey goes. <laughs> that's why I got a slow leg when I'm drinking. All right, cool. Got it. And if it's tea, no, I'm just kidding. How do you take introduce yourself. Well, you got to introduce himself first. Yeah. Well, I'm Tom Williams. I'm from the UK. No. And Never would have guessed the UK. I thought he was from New York. I could have sworn it was Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm here with all the Black Rifle Coffee guys. I met everyone at the start of this year and it's, Definitely been a bit of a journey, and Dave has been teaching me everything about coffee. As we're definitely more on the tea side back home. Oh, sure, there was. Sure. Did, I, but, I, I, did, did you have Did you have tea in the first ninety seconds? <laughs> I had five minutes before he brought tea up. Yeah, yeah. all about that. Well, uh, eight thirty-six, but that's from the uh, prior banter. Go ahead. So, yeah, and what you have for breakfast? A spot of tea. Sports tea. Did you have a sports tea, Tom? <laughs> it was easy. I don't know what where that that was like. It was like Lebanon. Nope, uh, Ireland. <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> you know, I've seen your t-shirts. Boston yeah. Tea Party. Oh yeah. God, there it is again. Tea. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. So was this one behind you, the just black. Yeah, JB. That's what we've had over um, back home, and got the coffee machine that Dave's kind of recommended me, what and I that started. I don't remember this. I can't remember the brands. No, but it makes it's it hot bean water. One of those. This is a hard show to follow because he's a true coffee connoisseur. Yeah, and I <laughs> do know you're measuring 18 grams out and then doing this and yeah. half a pool this. and yeah, yeah, but that's like, so let's see, uh, with the conversion, you measure stones, which is fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. Is that like a, are you like, yeah. I like my coffee with two pebbles or like, yeah, how many like stones a skipping your stone? A couple with? pebbles and a <laughs> jug of milk. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> <Jug of> milk. <laughs> it's true, though. I take two liters of whole milk, about, about four drops of coffee in there, three uh, heaping cups of sugar, and then I pee in it for about nine seconds. But I had coffee the previous morning, so the pee is basically coffee. Well, I and, then I go to and I serve it to everyone else at Denny's. You say that, but yesterday, Trav and Dove and I stopped at this little, like, I don't know what the fuck it was called, but it was like a bar you know, lunch thing. And we cruise right. in. A bar lunch thing. A bar lunch thing. And it had an outdoor bandstand. That's what you do in Texas, right? Yeah. And anyways, it has that thing. And the girl is very chatty at the register. Right. And she was like, yep, just came in. I had my coffee. No shit. It's a big gulp. This big. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it is a gallon of whole milk with a splash of coffee. That's all that thing is, man. My uh, co-driver's brother and brother or brother, anyway, I don't remember. He came to help us work on the rally car. This must have been 12 years ago now. And he's from Boston. And he's like, uh, he's like, uh, you guys won't have Duncan here. And we're like, no. And he's like, eh. he's like, uh, yeah, I need to get some coffee. And we're like, okay, well, you just have coffee. And uh, Rob is like, I don't know, man. This, I think you drink too much coffee. He goes, bro, I only have three coffees a day. And then he proceeds to show us how the... Quite literally, sixty-four ounce mug of coffee that he leaves work and drives to Dunkin' and has filled three times a day. Wow, sixty-four ounces of black coffee three times a day. He died about nine weeks later. <laughs> Unrelated. I don't know why. Well, I have seen your cup holders in your cars out here. That's just in some of the ergonomically made black rifle coffee Yeti mugs that start. They can fit there and then they go wider and then they go up about half a foot or something. <laughs> it is remarkable. It looks like an aesthetic, but the, that is how yeah. things are engineered. Like, fits in your car, fucks up your heart. Okay, cool. It's like a bucket. Uh, that's fucking hilarious. All right, so you just have JB yeah. in some sort of coffee machine. Basically. 
Moist milk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a yeah, developing progress. It. It's getting there. Dave introduced me. I just got that black beard one that just came in. Yeah, yeah. Tried that. That was pretty good. I think I, yeah, my heart partially disappeared for a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, not a caffeine guy. No, I am, but yeah. that stuff's different. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a lightning bolt. And a coffee yeah. bean. Fuck, and had yeah. a baby. And then yeah. we ground it up and put it in a coffee. Yep, yep. It's kind of like before I was swimming in a kiddie pool, and I was like, I love swimming. And then somebody was like, hey, you ever you ever gone cage diving with great whites without a cage? And that's what, that's what <laughs> that's that was. What I like, it feels like swimming, but I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> What's happening? You brought it full circle, because at first I'm like, that's a real stretch there, Texas Day. But... <laughs> You brought, well, you, brought, you brought death into it. Yeah. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, liquid death uh, <laughs> is really a part of, of oh. our uh, fundamental, the tenets of what we do is dying with liquids. Yeah, the culture. Warm, yeah, warm liquids, mm. cold liquids. Where are you going this with this? Li- yeah, have you tried that mango one? Anyways, what, <laughs> it really is fucking tasty as fuck. And then I got super angry because it's got like sugar and shit in it. Ah, I was like, God damn it, gotcha. you, you got me, bitch. You're hooked. All right, so really, this is a podcast for selfish reasons. Met you in Shelton. Yeah, we partied. Yep. The car, you know, we you did. Went, you we, went off off the road or something because you weren't in your car. Was that Shelton? Because I did. I l- did. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let me oh. let me paint the picture. So well, I you, you you led. To be fair, you led with your traumas that you've buried. So <laughs> it's only fair that we then immediately go into me crashing myself out of a perfectly good lead in a rally car. It seems to be a theme I'm good at this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. about that. But the funny thing about it is, I met you there, right? Yeah. And I was in just like, hey, JT's like, show up. We're gonna yeah, do yeah. this thing. I'm like, cool, man. I brought my kids. So I can climb in the rally car. You know, it's yeah. fun. Meet you. You're just hanging out. I'm like, cool. What's up, Dave? JT introduces everybody as though they're enthusiasts of the sport. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, man, you know Texas Dave? And I'm like, yeah, man. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I'm I know. sorry. Yeah, man. I'm the same boat. So then oh, yeah. fast forward, New Hampshire, I cruise out there, I meet you again. And yeah. you're just normal clothes. You're like, hey, man, what's going yeah. on? Are you like, like coffee? It's re- <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I thought you were like, like the Pitker guy. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't actually know you were the yeah, driver. That is my like, vibe. The that other guy. Is the ni- that is genuinely one of the <laughs> nicest things anyone's ever told me. Well, seriously, you were like, yeah, man, fucking cars, got the motor fucked up. And this time, I'm like, oh, okay, so like last time he wasn't trucking it. So he's clearly, he's, he's like working it. He's wrenching it. Those are my people. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's yeah, the way. This, guy, this guy over here, man, I've met you twice at rallies and neither time have you been driving. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, that is accurate. I, so that was my vibe. And then I go, Oh, you're, yeah, okay, yeah. And it wasn't until we were on the range shooting, and then you got in the other car, and I was like, oh. And I, oh, that's the time that I uh, got, it was when I beat you and Trav. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. I had, you know what? I missed this. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see what happened there. I had a bad day. Actually, the first round was great, at least on my part of the whole thing. Yeah. And then it was. it was this, good. Yeah, the second one was not. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. It was a gallon of maple syrup. <laughs> I got the diabetes yeah. out of that one, man. That was did. a bad bet. You know, what's cool about that, though, is uh, if you if you pre-qualify for Medicare, Liberty Medical Supply will deliver your diabetes testing supplies to your home free of charge. Really? Yeah. I, I had no idea. If you, ever, if you know that, but Wilfred Brimley's been preaching that for like 20 years. I don't know how you wouldn't know that, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. No diabetes testing supplies? All right, fine. Yeah. Do you guys have Wilfred Brimley commercials in your... 
yeah, no you lost me a commercial. This <laughs> is coming at me right now. <laughs> there's, there's, there's the Netflix and the voodoo. Look, here's the, here's the important thing. <laughs> Upwards no. of four people who watch this are going to think that's the funniest thing ever because they're going to be like, I remember diabetes testing supplies. Yeah. Liberty Medical. Which is crazy because there's only seven listeners on typical that, podcast. That, RCP that podcast. is pretty solid numbers for me then. Yeah. I'm more than 50% of the audience. That's the number one rule of comedy. And number two, actually, is know your audience. Yeah, absolutely. So, driver, driver, I need to understand a few things. And maybe it's an education for the rest of us, too. Just rally in general. Like, I'm a fan. It's fucking rad. Um, I've run around and learned some shit in the past. Yeah. Like, Actually, this is a great time to talk about this. We were out in New Hampshire, Evan and I. Did I tell you the Pink Helmet story? Is this uh, on the record or is this one that'll cut, get cut as well? Or is this a <laughs> broom hand? Is a broom hand? This, this, uh, this one, this one will make it. So we get sent out to go to the rally school thing because you have to have a driving call like, yeah, once yeah. a year. It's just one of the things. Yeah. Once a year or every two, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. So we go out and Evan's in the class. There's, I don't know, seven of us and we're ripping around the track. And at some point they come over the radio and they reverse. So you're going to hit it opposite. Evan, if you don't know, is a uber, uber competitive human. Yes. Notice right. that. Yeah. I mean, uber competitive. Okay. We spend a lot of time on the range. And if he doesn't win, we just play until he wins. Yeah. That's how that goes. He didn't hear it or something went wrong. And he was the counterflow guy. And they were like, knock it off or whatever the term is. And they were like, you got to put the pink helmet on. And he would. I don't actually remember like ever putting it on because it was He's a bit like, of a joke. to huff and puff and blow your Maxwell house down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's little known fact. I had to put it out there. Oh, Evan in the pink helmet. Yeah. Yeah, he's Man. so fucking pissed about it. It was great. This is he's, way before like Black Rifle Eleven. So yeah, just, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, bless. But I want to understand the dynamic because I listen to the videos and now I see like you know JT shows you all the fucking mm. inside the car shit. What is going on with the dialogue between the co and the drivers? I get it. It's timing. It's things. It's what, just give me like the Wait, for everybody a little do an overview of rally like what it actually is. To... Yeah, yeah, I think you should start. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to explain rally. It's okay. He did that literally. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> he did that just so he could fuck with you while you're doing. Yeah, fine actual- by me. No, yeah. actually, I genuinely, because here's what'll happen otherwise. I'll start talking for 37 minutes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, it's true. Yeah, we'll be fine. I'm aware, guys. Of selling a, this, I'm trying it out. It's being awareness. It's cool. I read a book about it. Yeah, yeah. well, the guy talking beside me in the car is my co-driver. Mm-hmm. And he's telling us where to go on these stages that we've never really seen before. Like, we'll do, I say, like on an American round, we'll do 200 miles split into, say, 20 different singular stages. Like, it would be a 30-mile stage, a 10-mile stage, a 5-mile stage. And we'll go in a road car. And just see this see this road and it's just a road that's closed. There'll be gravel in the forest usually. And we'll make notes with my navigator next to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll say in a language that we can understand when you're going well over 100 miles an hour. Yep. So everything's got to be shorthand. There's weird noises. Dave, I think, does colors or something like that. And that's all. I can't. I'm colorblind, so. Oh, my bad. That's Sorry. Right. Uh, thanks. I feel I, like I'm you're really hearing the colors. And, yeah, it's sure. fine. I smell them weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> you do smells. Yeah. It smells Little fragrances as you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just yeah. Just like, Chanel number five. I'm like, <laughs> 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 and then, yeah, we've done one pass, me saying YC. Yep. 
So like 100 meters, flat left, 50, flat right over crest, that kind of thing. And then my navigator is writing it down. He says it then back to me for me to double check, just see if it's all good. And then the third time we go is full flat out as fast as you can on this stage. Gotcha. So I've also noticed, you know, being in and around the cars that the co is much lower. Can they actually yeah. see depending sort on? Sort of. So it depends on the car. So like in my, I have an, a crusty old 20-year-old Subaru. Tom has a very lovely late model world's fastest Fiesta. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not, I'm good though. Honestly, it's fine. I don't even care yeah. at all. I when like I, when he, good. when I were on the same spot and I watch him leave and then I leave just after and I'm still where he was for about 13 seconds <laughs> waiting for my car. I'm like, that's fine. I don't even care. Yeah, um, it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't cut me deep. No, Dave it's makes good. Like loud car noises with his big bangs. Yeah, turbo, I go, turbo launch control. I'm look. I'm gonna be like Tom when I grow up. The um, <laughs> the I think the 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 fun thing about the co-driver's role is is it's not just so you're you know the co-driver is a navigator as Tom said right mm-hmm. so they're essentially they're describing the course as we go and as Tom said like we've seen it all twice but you can't really memorize it so you know you've got a couple hundred miles of road sometimes. Your job is to create as concisely and as clearly as you can a language that means to you what it needs to mean. Right. So the co-driver, it's interesting because you you want to build you want to build a language that works for you specifically, and your co-driver's job is just to give you the information that you need. Mm-hmm. For me, what I love about co-driving is it's sort of like it's a reminder of of how communication needs to be adaptable mm-hmm. in all things. What you need to hear is different from what you need to hear is different from what I need to hear. Absolutely. And yep. as a human being in life, like our job is to be adapt- adaptive communicators. And I think especially in the context of, of running a business, that's co-driving, taking those same principles into what we do every day in life and in business. That's what I love so much about getting to run a rally school is we get to take all the stuff that goes into rallying, this really intensely niche sport that obviously is huge in the rest of the world and is like soccer here, like nine people play it. Right. Um, and... <laughs> <clears throat> no offense. We, yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> sorry, fo- football. football. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, you know, like like I said, the magic in, in the car with the co-driver is like, they give you the exact information you've asked for at the exact right time. And the timing, the language, the choice of words is different every driver. Gotcha. So like Trav and I and Tom are all going to have the same stretch of road. If I used Travis's notes, I would get through it. If I use Tom's notes, I would understand and I would make it through, but it's not until I use my notes can I go flat out because every one of us has a different approach to what those notes need to look like. So a new driver gets to kind of like develop that from scratch. And and like Tom said, you can say five left. So you'd have like six, five, four, three, two, one, right? Is sort of the the general gradation that a lot of people use. Um, But it doesn't matter what you say. If you want to say a turtle left and fucking yeah. uh, great blue heron with a broom handle, right? Like <laughs> yep. whatever. That's bulky, but you know, it's yeah, a working yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, is the co, I mean, the, 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 I've listened to like the audio and it's coming out so fast. Are they just glancing and like verifying yeah, location? Depending they, on what level the co-driver is and yeah. what speed you're going. So in my car, you're so low down that the co-driver can't actually see out the windscreen. Okay. And he'll be just buried in the book. He'll yep. just be looking down and he'll feel the rotation of the car. That was the question. Buttons, corners, yep. that kind of thing. That was the question. Like, so they, based on the notes, they know where they're at. That's so they don't get at a really good level. Okay. Like good code. Yeah. And again, like in, in my car, you can kind of see in Tom's car, you basically can't at all. Tom's car has a lot of suspension travel. So it's like, honestly, his, his car is somewhere between my Subaru and a trophy truck in terms of just the dynamics. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and it, you, you guys watched the truck yesterday. That's a super exaggerated version where you touch the gas and you're like, oh, there's the sky. And then under braking, you're like, oh, there's the rocks that are two feet in front of me. The Fiesta has a lot of travel. And so there's, there's sort of a similar dynamic, like a co-driver 
can like has a teeny little slit of visibility of the road above the dash, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then under braking, when the car ducks, like, you know, the nose drops, they'll get a little bit more visibility. Yeah, so genuinely you. like car to car, co-driver to co-driver, that'll change. So sometimes Ross will, you know, when Tom's under braking at the end of a long straight, Ross can look up, just kind of get a reference point and move on. But and have a, like a bit of a breather. Yeah. Then you get some wild events, like especially back home going towards like France and some of the islands off of France where it's like rally nation, like Corsica. Yeah which is like the rally at 10,000 corners and you're on a mountain road and it'll be, there'll be no straights. The twisty, technical, fast corners. And it's asphalt. So and the you're speed d- is on crazy top, high. On asphalt for, I don't know, I've done a 60 mile stage that took me an hour and 20. That is an ex- yeah, extreme amount of focus for a dirt long duration. My yeah. co-driver had a 110 page book and it was Whoa. full for that one stage. That is fucking gnarly. Yeah, so you, trying to get the code, that's the level where it changes. And that's that's one of of the biggest challenges is that in America, we speak English and in the UK, they don't, they can't, they can't. (laughs) So so here's an example, my pace notes, the same section of road, mine would be like, start 35 right minus over small crest into uh, two left plus. Tom's would be, in the beginning, when forth shall it be known, untold to be the queen, knowest that we shall be starting commenceth in the five, four, three, two. It's insane. I don't know how to off the start anything. line yet. Yeah. But they do make it sound very romantic, right? I and guess. calm. So I heard the audio when like Trav had a near miss with Ree sitting in the seat. Yeah. And she was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, just, but she's, she's Australian, so she's like, but the, you fucked up, you cheated, you know? You know, she like, just went, oh, sorry, okay. like all calm. It's like, not like, oh, fuck. That's an American thing. Fuck. Shit of a bitch. Yeah, you got a <laughs> lot of different co-driver reactions. Ones that like, if you go off, they'll whack you and try and wipe you out. Or you get co-drivers that are mid-rolling and they're kind of completely calm, still like opening a page whilst they're rolling. <laughs> we might land yeah. on our wheels. They're, they're pulling just... out. They're like, no, we use a blue highlighter to mark where we go off. And they're like, and it was right between the five left and the crest. Yep. Yep. Mark, yeah. Yeah. And we're upside on the wheels and they're like complaining why you're not going still. And you're like, what's wrong with you? There's no windscreen. <laughs> yeah. it, it is cool though. The co-driver, like the, the personality style from driver and co-driver they mm. com- couldn't be further apart. So like drivers between stages. So, you know, we, we leave in these one minute intervals, one or two minute intervals from a main central area. So right. the way a rally is structured is you have, instead of a racetrack and a, you know, pit area, you have what's called a service park. And that's generally because we're in these small rural towns where there's a lot of gravel roads, tends to be like a high school parking lot or a, you know, like town hall or whatever it is. You've got your big truck, you got tarps, big fancy pop-up tents and um, as fancy as a pop-up tent can be <laughs> and <laughs> the your rally cars. Of, yeah, the, the, the highest. Yes. You just go all the way. You go to easy up and then you sort by price. The highest dollar <laughs> sign to low and you're like, I'll take that one. Yes, please. Um, and then you leave. The rally cars are all road legal. So they all have to be street legal. We leave mm-hmm. in one minute intervals. You transit from the main service park sort of pit area out to the stages. And then again, you everything is in these one minute intervals. So the co-driver's job is all day long to the second, having to keep track of what you, where you need to be and when, adding the transit times that are all structured into the, the event to then making your start time. And then when you finish, you know, it's just like math homework all this is my fucking nightmare. Yeah. And so between stages, you know, a few cars will stack up and like, we'll all get out and be like, yeah, and I was like, wow, there's a, wow, it's just, wow, so sick. And the co-drivers are like, mm, is this seven? Did you have that? Uh, repeating. Uh, okay. Yeah. 12, <laughs> teen, 11, integral care. So it's one. like a caveman and an accountant. 
Like just hanging out and yeah. fucking going fast. Yeah, it's insane. They're like filing. They're like, I think we can file next year's taxes based on uh, the prospectus of Q3 here. Fuck. But but it is like the personality is is really remarkable because you it's again like taking it back to to businesses. You know, you have this visionary. Somebody who has a cool idea wants to do something rad. Mm-hmm. Can't do it without somebody who nah. can be like, nope, we're not doing that because yeah. it doesn't. It costs money. And we Absolutely. don't have any. Well, I do think it was interesting what you're saying before, because I've taught a little bit in the past that that court's fucking, yeah, but let's fix it. Um, being able to articulate things, like you yeah. said, you know, the communication, like mm. concise communication, but being able to articulate it, especially in a teaching environment, like at your school here, like I found three different ways. You know, if I can say it one way, you might get it, you might get it. But if I could figure out how to say it like three different ways and reiterate it throughout the, the course of instruction, that person who's not raising their hand and doesn't have a question because they just, they're embarrassed. They'll get it on one of those, yeah. but it is really a, a challenge to teach to that level to make yeah. sure that everybody that's, can. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's yeah. really true with, especially because you, you have this whole dynamic of driver, co-driver. That's just one section, which is a huge relationship. Mm-hmm. Then there's also the, these transit sections when you're on the road heading towards the service park and you only get a limited amount of time to fix the car. So some, in the morning you get 15 minutes to fix the car. Midday, 30 minutes, and it ended the day, 45 minutes. Oh, I didn't realize there were times. Sometimes oh, yeah. you might come in with like a ripped wheel off, brakes, knee bleeding, suspensions, doing this, and you'll be, your co-driver will be talking on the road, getting him to note list down, say, and this will be getting translated to the mechanics yep. to prep all the parts ready. So you're calling ahead. Yeah, calling okay. ahead yep. with the radios and everything, and they'll be prepping all the parts and trying to get a picture in their mind of what the car looks like, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. To come in, 30 minutes, car gets... So these rally mechanics are different because they've got to come in. They don't quite know what's going to happen. And it gets jacked up. Suspension's coming off. Things are getting thrown everywhere. Tools are going everywhere. And it comes back out. And sometimes you're late. Sometimes you're early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was lucky enough to watch it. You know, just kind of walking around the pits and whatnot. Do we call them the pits? What do we call them? Yeah, yeah. Service park. The service park. Yeah, I want to get my terminology right. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. give you a whole glossary. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. But it was pretty awesome. I didn't think about that dynamic, though. Like, you, you circle track shit. Like, like, oh, that guy fucked up. Maybe yeah. we can fit. Jimmy ain't got no wheel. Yeah. <laughs> get him a wheel. He's going to need it. He's going to need it. He's got that wobbly one there. And that's, yeah. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little hoosker biscuit on the ain't front. It's going to get stuck going up high in two. <laughs> what? But the fact that you don't, yeah, don't see the vehicle. I hadn't thought about that dynamic and calling ahead and kind of Where prepping. you got those videos. Um, WRC events where cars have just come out of a stage and cleanly ripped a wheel off the front corner. corner yeah. They'll be going down the motorway with a co-driver sitting in the boot to try and out- balance, balance it. it. I'm sorry, the boot. Oh. I'm just kidding. It's a trunk. <laughs> I know. It's a weird... It's a, it's I thought I got that one right. It's kind of a smelly way to say trunk. Well, um, and then... Yeah, then hey, they what can. do y'all call a hood? It's a bonnet. <laughs> I know that one because I thought it was an bonnet. Amish girl with like a thing. Yeah, damn, I thought it was a flower. <laughs> 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 it was a flower. Now you and your scents and your perfumes, left turn. <laughs> left turn petunia. Fuck off, man. <laughs> Just say left turn. Such a mix. <laughs> Sorry, Tom, for who we are as people. I'm retarded. There's a, there's a year of this already. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're primed. I'm primed. Do you feel like your intelligence is just lowering being around people like me? The He's one, smart. He just covers it up with accents and funny shit. But I like, think the one of Caleb hanging from the helicopter was... Yeah. That's topped it. So every time I see him, right? And I've, I've run into him a half a dozen times, maybe mm. more over the year. But... Maybe he's pickled on Bud Light or whatever the fuck he's got going on. 
every cool. single time. He's like, oh, hey, man, it's really nice to meet you. And I'm like, are you from New York? And he's like, West Virginia. <laughs> every time. And he doesn't remember the previous time until I remind him. I'm like, hey, we I'm, did this before. And I was like, are you from New York? And you were like, no, West Virginia. He's like, oh, you're the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, hey, man. And yeah, we go into it. We start talking. Get real but- sick of your shit. <laughs> Get real sick of your shit. I'm going to see. New York. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, because there's a, there's a yeah, moment. No, there's, a moment there's a moment. There's a moment. Yeah, there's a moment of that big dude's gonna knock my teeth out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's not this time. <laughs> yeah, I got one more. Yeah, it's kind of like when your brakes start squeaking, you're like, oh, I think I can do one more. Oh, boy, yeah, yeah. I just did I that. The oh, I just did that, man. It yeah. was on my old Cummins uh, 03, which is like a tractor with doors. Oh yeah. And by the time it's diesel engine, we make it here, America. It's got diesel. It's got diesel. Got six cylinders of freedom going straight in the row, pointing towards <laughs> pointing towards Mecca. Wait, that's right, Sorry. that's right, man. And I got that, I got that three twenty five high output, man. It's fucking real it rad. Do, too. It, it do, too. It's a good one. It is too. I was on a road trip, and by it the time I got too. back, it was good. The brakes were just grinding. Oh, I mean, it sounded <laughs> every time. Too. Okay, so uh, origin story. Now that we understand, <laughs> rally. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with you first. Was that where we started? Yeah. Well, not started, but like, what was your, did you grow up in racing? Was it a family thing? What yeah. was your affinity for the sport? Yeah, for sure. It's a, as we said, it's a very niche sport. And to get into it, it's just, how do you get into this kind of sport? And it's kind of opened up definitely recently. But I, I've had a lot of rallying in my family. On my dad's side, driving kind of escorts and those kind of cars back in the 70s and 80s. As just an enthusiast and hobby and just got into it. And that was actually just from his joy of like growing up, actually seeing like hot rub magazines in the 60s out in America and seeing drag racing. And then he's like, how do I get into motorsport in the UK? And we do rally mm-hmm. out in Wales and Ireland and Scotland and that kind of thing. Is rally, is, you said hardball when we were talking about kind of the dynamic. It's not always dirt. It's on all surface. Snow, ice, yeah. tarmac, I, gravel. Yeah. Okay. You want rain, thunderstorms. So, yeah. Yeah. so, so the, just to give some perspective, so we're all familiar with Formula One World Championship now because Netflix. Yep. Um, the World Rally Championship is similarly, it's, what is it, this year, 16 rounds in 16 countries and it starts yeah. in the, the uh, well, Monte Carlo, which is a sort of like snow and ice on tarmac, on the yeah. twisty roads. Then we go to Sweden on like straight ice with tires this wide and like 300 tungsten studs. And then we go back to asphalt and then there's gravel. Mexico, and yeah, so okay. so yeah. all over the world, all different kinds of services. Forgive my naivety. But I, in my head, I was like dirt. Like, yeah, I know, yeah, some version totally, of dirt. And that's what everybody knows of rally. But yeah. again, like that's what's cool about rally is it's just the format. The surface can be whatever. Okay, cool. Sorry, yeah. continue. Yeah, yeah. So um, he got into this all through his career, just enthusiast hobby, as well as building up his own business at the same time. And um, then he started supporting a few drivers from his local car club just as an enthusiast saying hey these drivers are really enjoying what they do and he just helped them with some tires entries that kind of thing and a couple of these drivers became quite good and as he was developing his business and the computer industry was booming he kind of could build that sponsorship with these young drivers and kind of accidentally became this role of mentoring these kids who then went into like British championships and European championships and Asia Pacific. And they went all the way from completely nothing to world championship and winning the world championship together. That's super so, cool. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely a rally happy family now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, so then I never was into it when I was super young. He didn't want me to get into it because yeah, reasons 
crashes going off big time. <laughs> well, now you have to quantify super young because I feel like there was a driver that was 15 in Shelton. Young female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's... When I mean super young, I mean like Formula One karting, four years old, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, to, to get into motorsport in 2022 as a young person, if your parents don't start you when you're two and a half years old, you're fucked. <laughs> okay, awesome. It's when insane. can you actually start racing? And, and is there divisions? Oh, you can you can start karting when you're like four or five, yeah. like genuinely. And karting for idiots. Like small, yeah. small karts. Little yeah, things. Yeah, kind of Literally thing. go like racing go-karts, yeah. But that's but, the nice thing about rally. Yeah. You can't technically get into a proper car to you. 16, 17. Reach the pedals. Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. So I started I was doing other things, just doing other sports back home. And then, of course, I'm digging up all the history books, digging out everything about rally, obsessed with just cars. I was always into cars, but then when I got into rally and we went out and saw like WRC Germany on these Panzerplatt army grounds with these, I don't know, the rally stage is in yeah. the Vi- Moselle Valley and they're going up and down the vineyards. Then you go to the army base, the German army base where they've got these big um, called, things called Hinkelsteins. Hinkelstein. 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 <laughs> they were like big, like, I don't know how far they went into the ground to stop tanks going off the side of the They're trap. Like two meters, yeah. which is about a mile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, I think that's a great conversion. Yeah, and yeah, that was what was surrounded by these rally cars just flying by and yeah, Gnarly. after that, I yeah, nonstop. Fifteen. I started a junior championship back home and then every year since then it's just been flat out, progressive, okay. full on. And last year I ended up in the States. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking rad. And we yeah. Were, we were in the in the woods in our racing pajamas and I was like, cool pajamas. And he's like, cool pajamas. And he's like, can I come to your house? And I was like, sure. <laughs> do you want to come to my birthday party? And that's it. Yeah. That's how we met. Yeah. You're like, hey, bunk beds, more room for activities. <laughs> I hope. Like, <laughs> yeah. One can only I, dream. Uh, Pajamas in the forest, that was bad. Yeah. So that's how you met? Yeah, oh. that's, uh, yeah. That's how I met your mother. <laughs> it's a great series. And being out here yet. All right, so um, I guess that you started super young. There's really no life expectancy. Like when you think of it, and I don't watch, <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> let, let me finish the thought. This is where my brain, my brain works. You got to stay tuned <laughs> for the whole yeah, no, yeah, thing. Yeah, we're hooked. Well, okay, so, and I don't know the stats because I actually fucking hate organized sports. Yeah, You know, like too. guys like Dove would be like, oh man, I got to tune into the game with the, the yeah. Cowboys, and I'm like, I love hockey. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Stick but, guy, hit towards the <laughs> opening. Yeah, I don't care. However, they say, what, like six years, right? That guy can oh, do sure, his sure, job. Sure. There's probably no limit, right? For the driver, what, I mean, just whatever you're into. Rally's different because of the experience level. Yeah. Because you, you just experience and versus age is just hugely more um, of an advantage mm-hmm. in our yeah. sport. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's unique. So there's there's a combination of obviously hand eye coordination is crucial, right? Sure. You have to physically be able to collect the data with your eyes, and your brain has to be able to get it to your hands and feet quickly. So experience pays dividends there, just because you have these very established neural yeah. pathways. Um, but you also obviously the response time, you know, the latency mm-hmm. increases over time. So it's challenging, but it's definitely not like in other motorsports where you see guys and you're like, yeah, no, they're 38, they're out. You know, F1, if, right. for example, now is so hyper-competitive and just the sheer G-forces on the body in F1 is so intense that like it's a it's a young man's game for sure. Mm-hmm. Rowling's cool. Like the the guy who won the world championship 2004 to 2012, right? Yeah. One dude every year, 2004 Holy to shit. 2012. I mean, he completely Complete rewrote domination, like, yeah. everything about what Rally was in the world championship. Yep. His name was Sebastian. Loeb, and then after he finished his run, I was like, all right, I'm out, I retire. 
um, Sebastian Ogier, also French, and named Sebastian, mm-hmm. won the next five world yeah. championships. Anyway, so you can only win the world championship if you're French if you're and French. named Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, that's um, unfortunate. And you take your coffee poorly, but the um, yeah, it's fine. I, I don't want to talk about them and their coffee. It's, I know how they both take a coffee, and it's it, we don't. Oh, it's abysmal. <laughs> we don't need to. Um, there's teaspoons and there's sugar involved, and we'll say nothing else. But <laughs> oh, um, sorry, the, uh, <laughs> these allegations may be unsubstantiated, but. This is how good rumors start. Fucking championship um, material. But the the those both those guys retired, and I got them going on to other things. And then this year, so what happens is there's like a big rule change every few years, and every, you know, just like in F1, any other motorsport. And every time that happens, you get retired drivers who are kind of like some of these new cars. Like, can I, I can drive one for an event, and everybody's like, "Yep, you sure can. You yeah. won the world championship. A lot of times, you can <laughs> drive anything you want anytime you want. So teams will have each of the Sebastians back." And, you know, Sebastian Loeb has been out of the world championship for a decade. He'll hop back in and is like, oh, oh yeah, definitely just won accidentally. So, like, <laughs> yeah, literally. Really? It's wild. Nutty. So imagine, imagine like, for comparison, imagine Michael Phelps is just like on the couch and he's like, man, fuck that. I'm going to go fuck some shit up. And he shows up and wins a medal again. You're like, where the fuck did that come from 13 years Well, wait a second. I, I definitely have questions about this. So is it a perishable skill for a guy like that? Or is he literally doing it off the couch as an example of shooting? I know if I'm off the gun sure. for a little while, like the, the skill, the technique is there. But the time, like I'm not going to be as fast. It's exactly like shooting. You definitely have to, you can't just like hop up and be like, well, I'll do a little yoga real quick. Yeah. Hop in the car. <laughs> I like to pill out taste. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it, you know, the, the cliche, of course, of like riding a bicycle, all of the neural pathways mm. and the core muscle memories yeah. there, it's just, re, like you said, yeah. it's refining and getting, getting all of the, the detail back and learning the new car and testing. And, but, but the thing is, everybody has to test it like, the, the competition level is so high. Even we're seeing that in ARA right now. It's like Travis is such an insane schedule of doing whatever he's doing with us, which is God only knows what. Travis doing Travis um, shit. Mm. Yeah, walking slowly and having every bone in his body fused. Yep. Um, versus his teammate Brandon, who has the time to go test constantly. That's where Travis is really struggling. He's really frustrated. Is like, man, Brandon's out testing this car. So the car is being built around Brandon and his mm. skill set because Brandon's like, hey, let's change this. Let's change this. So the team is refining that car oh, to yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So Trav has to hop into that car and adapt to it. And that happens a lot in the world championship too, is you'll have drivers who have more time to test or doing more testing. Then the car ends up being engineered for them right. and the other drivers who come in. So that's, I think, what's even more remarkable about when you have these retired drivers come back is they they hop back in a car that was completely designed, engineered, and built for other drivers that has none of the magic that, like when they were in the world championship, right. those cars were a fucking glove for them. You know, like... And uh, they like their psychological levels so much higher because yeah. they got that experience. They mm-hmm. know how to deal with all the young drivers. They say totally. they don't know how to deal with them, so they just come in, do their job, be professional, and they're worried what they're doing, what they're doing. They're looking at the laptop, doing some onboard, doing some engineering. They're just doing what they know how to drive their, fast. Their, their DGAF is very high. Yeah, they're like. I don't care. It's for me. I already win so many times. I just come here and shit on this teenager and, and take my coffee terribly. And that's, uh, yeah, it's a good weekend for me. Huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, it. that's a good one. Yeah. I em. need to work on my French accent. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. You got all day, man. <laughs> you and me and talking weird. It's going to be awesome. Yep. We just never have to hit request fill up a few SD cards talking weird. There's only, uh, there's 14 hours left on that one. We're going to need a spare. Wow. Do, you guys have, do you have more SD cards? Actually, I was just laughing. They were hanging up a blanket to try to mute us a little bit. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Oh. Fucking Richard Ryan down there Can't doing things. Mute me, motherfucker. All right, Unless so. Hit the button. It says <laughs> mute. 
That's true. Actually, it fucks everything up, so I don't hit any <laughs> buttons. <laughs> the I was button like, people are down there. I was like, beek it, beek it, beek it. And yeah. the guys that actually know what they're doing are like, don't fucking touch that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's colorful ones, huh? There's so many colors. Right? It looks fun. When I first turned it on, I got excited. I'm like, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is exhausting. Yeah, this class A servo biased, man. Yeah, man, that's, that's a roadcaster. So yeah, I'm out here in the rally cars, have a few of these. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready, dude. I'll podcast from the car. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, there's a whole conversation. We'll have to talk about this later. Oh, man. Thing. I got a lot of concepts and ideas. Well, anyways, <laughs> anyway. the worst thing right, about so, hanging out with this group yeah. of people is everybody's like, I love that. Yeah, let's check this out. And you're like, oh, fuck. The worst thing is that somebody is in earshot who's like, I'm in, I'll fund it. And you're like, oh, fuck. You know what? Okay, so <laughs> forever ago, Evan starts the thing up. The first phone call, he's like, uh, hey, man, what do you think about this? <laughs> What do you? <laughs> he goes, I haven't heard you having it. I wasn't fucking ready. <laughs> he goes, Hey man, what do you think about the name Black Rifle Coffee? I go, Fucking awesome, dude. I mean, like, you're, you're in the lane, but yeah, yeah. Fucking do it. Full send. Like, that is awesome. As it progresses a little bit, he's like, It's going to be rad, dude. He's like, He had a vision yeah. like early on, and that's why they, you know, came to success and everything else. But, He's, he's like, we need to go back to doing like awesome shit. Like we used to do some awesome shit on the range and just have fun and, you know, like fuck off. And it was yeah. shooting centric. And I go, okay, so if I had fuck you money, I would do like a automatic clay pigeon thrower, but it's gigantic. And you put a Prius in it. Right. <laughs> and then you launch it and you have a tank with an, oh. just a oversized barrel. And it's like uh, like double out buck, but with bowling balls. Right. <laughs> and you're doing clay pigeons with a tank and a Prius. So it's like, pull, right? That idea, I was bullshitting yesterday and Dove's like, you kidding me? He goes, Evan's got me working on it right now. I go, that oh. fucking asshole. I go, that's my idea from like nine years ago. <laughs> He's no, like, yeah, and he never forgot. Yeah, right. Okay, I was, I'm going to make this as quick as I possibly can for the importance <laughs> of the story, but. Um, Is this a baby train? <laughs> I once got a call when we were first starting the rally school of the track that we were wanting to rent. And they were like, hey, um, I know you're coming out to meet us today to talk about, but I, I'm sorry, we're going to have to reschedule Sammy Maloof's in town. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, do you know Sammy? I was like, mm-mm. Like, oh, you don't know who Sammy Maloof is? I'm like, no. Well, have you seen Fast and Furious and, and names all these movies? She's like, he did all the stunt driving. And I was like, well, that was all the guys from Drivers Inc. who I race Pike speak with and, and know very well. And I, I don't think, okay, yeah, sounds good. It's like, well, you're welcome to come meet him. I was like, well, I'm not going to miss this. Yep. So I go to the track and I show up and there's a dude with a Fox Body Mustang covered in airbrushed scripture and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and candy Whoa. red paint. And <clears throat> as I walk up, he like gets out from doing some mediocre donut and uh, I'm sorry, Sammy. This is just <laughs> sorry. With this, I'm burning this bridge. Yeah. And he gets out and he's like, oh man, everybody let's pray. Gets everybody together and I'm like, oh fuck oh. yeah. And they all just get in. He's like, dear Lord, thank you for this 302 and for these high lifter cams and thank you for bringing all of us together and thank you in advance for the chicken fried steaks we're going to eat later today and we and I'm like what the fuck is happening and and they're like oh well we're going to get out of here soon we're going to go over to our friend's house you want to come with it I'm like yeah I'm not missing whatever's yeah. coming next this is and we end up at this this insane estate in the middle of with Lockhart Texas not far from here was very far from where I was at, as a as a young boy living in Austin at the time. I was like, we're in the country, oh Lord. And we pulled up to this massive gate in the middle of fucking nowhere. 
and it opens and there's this like, it's like a 10,000 square foot log home this woman has built. Turns out she was the original uh, like pinup girl for Dr. Pepper back in the 50s. Her husband was the general manager of General Motors in the 60s for the Corvette Camaro, like that whole era. And uh, one of the most exceptionally incredible women, uh, like you're just in this space with this person all of a sudden. And she's like, yeah, I haven't really let people in my house for like 20 years, but you know, I'm friends with these people. And so like, yeah, sure. Hang out. (laughs) She's like showing us all this. Dude is the most insane thing ever. Then her son, I'm like, how do, what's the connection here? And she's like, oh, my son races at the circle track that we were just at. And he comes in he's like, how y'all doing? We're like, oh, there it is. There's the link. That was the missing piece. And he's, uh, and they're like, oh, hey, we'll go with Jimmy. I don't remember. He's like, hey, Jimmy. He's like, you want to see my race cars? We're like, yep, sure do. And we go out to this massive warehouse. It's just full of shit. Like the most insane hoarding you've ever seen. And he just like, he's like, these are the first titanium connecting rods ever made for LS. We're like, okay. You know, just keeps going. Right. And then there's an excavator sitting in the corner. And this is where the relevance ties back in. Okay. And there's, a, I mean, a fucking, you know, 50 ton X, big, big fucker. And a bucket the size of this room, and it's sitting, and there's fucking car parts everywhere. I'm like, and I, you know, of course, I'm like, the double take, what's going on over there? He goes, oh, that's some bitch over there, Toyota Golf. I was like, it's what? He goes, yeah, that's where I play Toyota Golf. I was like, Toyota Golf? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We got we a little Jap, we got an auction, get them little Japanese cars. You take the excavator, <laughs> you pick, pick them some bitches up about 20 feet, uh... and you do, drop them motherfuckers, you drop them nose first, that fucker sit up like a T. You put that motherfucker on full rabbit. You start back here. You swing that motherfucker back to here. I tell you what, boy. Whew, Lord, that motherfucker. Speed around there. That some bitch will fly 200, 300 feet, motherfucker. And I was like, where? He goes, right over there to the hole. And sure, 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 sure than fuck, there's a meteor crater with fucking chunks of cars hanging out in every corner. So I was like, this isn't, this isn't fucking real. This isn't fucking real. This isn't fucking real. Not in, you know, it's not the like, oh my God, it's a nightmare I need to wake up from. I'm like, at some point I'm not, I'm not going to be here. And it makes me sad because I don't ever want to leave this feeling yeah. of being near the man who invented Toad of Golf. Toad of Golf. Toad of golf. <laughs> Did you say to him... Can we play? <laughs> right. <laughs> I wanted to, but I, 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 I wish I was making this up. But before I could even move on, the sound of a D nine dozer coming in. Mm. Fr- you can hear the, you know, first you hear the of the tracks, right? And I'm like, I yeah, know that, that ain't a D eight, boy. I tell you, that's a fucking nine and a half, maybe on that <laughs> motherfucker. That blade goes six ways and it does not stop for anything. It does not discriminate. It it's does coming not. through. At which point, and they, we're just, I, I'm already committed, so you're getting the whole story. Oh. Uh, this fucking thing comes out of nowhere, and there's a, there's a car also that appears to have sort of come out of nowhere. And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, we just go to them charity car auctions, mate. You know, we, we, you know so the money's a write-off, so we buy whatever piece of shit. If it moves, I'll take it. If it don't move, hell, I'll probably still take it. <laughs> if we bring them out here, we just we just drive on them. Like, what do you mean? He's like, drive just, on them. Just crush them up. Well, the kids will love it. Bush them. And then uh, there's children that just start appearing out of nowhere. I'm like, what children? Like, is a fucking oh, scene out of Wizard of Oz? And a yeah, hey, Wizard of Oz. That's, that's, that's Mad Max the Thunderdome. You get that little weasel boy pops yeah. out of the hole? I see. You know. You say that. this picture right now of I, this warehouse hoarding buddy, massive it is, dumpster. I mean, it, and these fucking kids come out and there's baseball bats. I'm fucking <laughs> And they start just beating this car. And then Sammy, yeah. Sammy Maloof comes back out and he's like, oh, man, we're going to drive on that thing? And he's like, yeah, you ever driven one of these? He goes, sure, I ain't about to. All right. And he's about to. Sammy up in there. He goes, he goes, 
He goes, boy, slide it off a turtle, move it to rabbit, slide that motherfucker forward. He goes, don't stop till you've gone all the way over the car. Sure as shit, Sammy Maloof gets on this fucking D9 and drives over an Oldsmobile Alero and it's... As the tires pop, just... I'm like, oh, you mushed it good, buddy. Nice work. We popped your cherry. <laughs> That's a case of Bud Light, man. <laughs> well, I tell you, my name be Coors Light, Miller Light. Oh, they Bud got Light. that blue label, Daddy man. Light. I have no idea what you're light. saying anymore. You know what? Me neither. It, it's anyway, going to have so, to be the champagne of beers. Yes, yeah, so I, <laughs> I just want you to know that when that happens, that's fine. <laughs> I ain't no toe to golf. <laughs> Fuck, man. Looks yeah. like we got to step our game I know, up, dude, apparently. Do. I'm hitting Richie Brothers auctions tonight, getting me the biggest fucking excavator I can. As long as I got a rabbit on that motherfucker, we're going to toe to golf. The fuck Wait, hold thing. on a second. I need a turtle sticker. This is all yeah, worn off. I don't know which off. direction yeah. to put I just, it. This is the thing I love about, I mean, I love everything about heavy equipment. And I literally sat with a group of grown men last night watching videos of heavy equipment, just people digging shit. We're like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's a whole thing in Vegas, too. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, the, it's a thing. It's brilliant, yeah. right? It is. The mining show. I, I yeah. just oh, love yeah. that you buy a $7.5 million piece of fucking equipment, right? Like, it's crazy, as big as gnarly, as the most incredible engineering ever, and you get in it, and you're like, yep, turtle and rabbit. <laughs> Every single one, doesn't matter. <laughs> I know Mining how to work truck, it. Turtle and rabbit. <laughs> World's largest excavator can scoop a fucking five-story building out in three buckets. Turtle and rabbit. Yep. Yeah. I want to know the guy. Turtle and rabbit. <laughs> You're riding lawnmower from Lowe's? Turtle and rabbit. I want to know the yeah. guy that was like, that got into one, right? As the operator and went, zero to five. That's stupid. <laughs> hey, he's like, like, I don't, he's like, rabbit. hey, Tom, I don't think the Mexicans know about, I don't know the, the they got numbers. numbers over there. He's like, what? He's like, do something that's universal. Everybody understands, you know? There's no language barrier. He's like, <laughs> yeah, man, we'll do like a like an ocelot and a cheetah. No, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's you- do a porpoise and a leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, nah, man, let, you know what? Let's just see Turtle and Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Should we do a it. hare or a rabbit? Oh, God <laughs> damn it, Larry. <laughs> Fuck. Is that an albitro in vitalist? Are you using scientific names now? <laughs> Fuck. All right, oh, so okay. you're super busy. Obviously, yeah, rally you're cars are cool. Rally cars are super yeah. rad. <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me the short origin story. I don't okay. want to miss it. I got the opportunity. Sorry, Dove. We'll be a little over. You'll be fine. Fuck you, Dove. That's what um, I'm saying. We, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> yep. I, uh, I played Gran Turismo 3 when I was uh, 13 years old, and I was like, this fucks. And I was, so here we are. Yeah. Actually, I saw your setup. You get the whole video. What's yeah, that thing? Simulator yeah. thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a little newer. That's the development. Three, but yeah. yeah. Little, yeah, little a, bit. Uh, yeah. That is, I mean, you want... That's, that's literally it. That was it. That's the, that is the shortest possible version. The longer version is, I grew up in Austin playing in a bunch of like punk rock and hardcore bands as a teenager. Yep, I played with your drum set. And I think that we need to talk about that. Because it's my right drum set. You, you no. touched my fucking drum set. <laughs> no. Oh. Anyhow. No, I'm actually good, honestly. What <laughs> way? Have you ever fucked yourself? <laughs> you're about to need to go. Go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself currently. Yeah. Because I wonder how many, I have a lot of drumsticks. I wonder how many of them we can fit up your ass, you motherfucker. Um, Seven. Yeah, anyway. Recently. Wow. wow. <laughs> the, um, no loop. Uh, I was like, I can do it. I can bring it back. I can recenter this fucking narrative. And then we lubed. Yeah, well. Uh, so yeah, I grew up playing in a bunch of bands and we toured a lot when I was a teenager and I was like a, a little autistic and was like, guys, we're this and that. And was like very, you know, yeah. structured and fucking business oriented and had a little bit of that Evan blood of like <sighs> taking things that are supposed to be fun a little too seriously, you know? And yeah. everybody else gets to have fun. If somebody takes it seriously, it was always my, what I thought it was like, oh, or 
you ruin all the fun for everyone by taking it too seriously. <laughs> but uh, some of the guys I was playing in bands with were in their early 20s and I was definitely, you know, in hindsight, was like 15. And uh, he, I think now about like, man, what if I just had like a weird, like slightly autistic 15-year-old who talked <laughs> in a lot of accents who just slept on my couch all the time <laughs> when I was in my mid-20s? Like, that's not kosher. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird, but it's like yeah. constant entertainment. Hey, do these yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, talk weird. Yeah, on a giggle. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hang out with a bunch of old men giggling at my talking, but whatever you're into, man, whatever creams your corn, Bubba. Uh, but they were all into fucking street racing Hondas and turns out stealing a lot of Hondas. Like oh, the largest yeah. auto theft ring in Central Texas history. But I was getting a lot of fucking free integral parts, so I wasn't arguing. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so I started hanging out with those dudes and, you know, was, I that's where I played Gran Turismo at one of those dudes' houses. And I was like, you guys know there's fucking type R's in this game? And they're like, yeah, I don't care. So I was like, do you guys fucking rally? It's like, just like, like BMX bikes meets skateboarding meets yeah. all the things that we grew up doing that we thought were cool, but it was with a car. And uh, that was it. It was just like, I mean, literally the first time I remember like linking the corner and like hitting an apex. I didn't even know what that was at the time. And it was like, oh shit, if you turn the car in at a different time, you can like go on the gas way earlier, or sorry, you can hit X way earlier yeah. <laughs> and then you can get, you know, and then you can get through all three of these corners and it's like four seconds faster by the end of the lap. Like, oh shit. And it just, I'm not like a scientific guy, but I can't do anything in my life that I can't be better at every time I do it. Right. If there's something that like, okay, I've plateaued at washing dishes. I, I can't do it. It's you got to figure out how to do it better. I have to be able to like improve. That resonates. Yeah. Yep. I think it's probably why all of us hang out and it's fucking dangerous. <laughs> but that that's that was it for me for like w- with rallying was just just this magic of this sort of this what I always tell people in our rally school is like you go to, you know, you go to a racetrack and you learn how to drive a car and it's a race car driving school and that's there's sort of a scientific approach to most forms of racing because a Lama team or an F1 team has all the data to say okay, the uh you know, the RB18 F1 car with Checo Perez driving it with this compound of tire at this track is a 127.4. Yeah. And if he goes 123.8, then, you know, holy shit, that's incredible. If he goes 135, then, okay, we know he's way off pace because all of that data is quantifiable because we know the friction. We know all of the way those things interact. It's just, that's not happening in rally. There's right. just such a, so many variables. The mm. dynamics are so crazy. If I'm fifth on the road and Tom's second on the road, he's going to have shit conditions because he's sweeping the gravel off. I'm going to have all the grip because we're going to get down to the bedrock. But the person who's 20th on the road is maybe going to have shit, you know. So there's just so much there. And there's all the trap doors of someone who like tests all day long and say, I'm the fastest. I can test all day. I'm great. And then you go into rallying. You haven't seen the road before. You do 40 miles flat and you're like, oh, I'm a minute off the pace. Yeah. So there's just the variables are insane in rally. And I immediately was just like, like, I get goosebumps even just thinking about it now. As a kid, I was like, this is it. Hundred percent. This is it. Like I'm fully. I'm fully. This is my whole life. And so I dropped out of high school. I spent what would have been my college money to buy a rally car, and I was 17. And I was like, I want to fucking figure this out. My dad's like, You have a mullet, no job, and I have no money. Good fucking luck. <laughs> yeah. And uh, look at you now. Yeah, I don't have Hell a mullet yeah. anymore. So that's fucking great. <laughs> I'm sad. Other than that, I'm still trash. That's fucking so, rad, dude. But yeah, that was it. And I, I started rallying with. I mean, literally no money. And and we, my dad like was super motivated. He like wanted to be the fucking dad who could like pay for my racing. You know, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do that. And I think I told some, uh, a mutual friend of Tom and I that Tom introduced me to recently, like who had to retire from rallying in her late twenties. Told her recently, I was like, you know, she's super bummed and, and it sucks. Like there's nothing shittier than having to be like, fuck the thing I want to do. I physically can't do it now because you know, like 
life, my life, life circumstances have changed. Rip. But I was like, well, you know, lucky you. She's like, excuse me. And I was like, look, this is what I see. I see people who get into rallying at a certain age and they, there's, this is, this happens a lot. Same thing with like a lot of professional athletes, even guys who go in the military. Like there's, there's a point at which we go into something where we're so fucking hyper-focused and all the rest of our life disappears because that's it. We're now being refined for one task and one purpose. Yep. I am a fucking race car driver now. I'm whatever it is. I'm a, you know, I'm a skateboarder. I'm whatever. And then at some point, some period of time later, whether it's some deployments or it's 20 years of what, you know, of, of racing or an athlete, you sort of like reemerge into the real world. And it's like, oh, I don't have people taking care of all of the things for me anymore. Yeah. I have to reintegrate and be a human being. Yep. And you're fucking 19 years old yep. because it's all been on pause. Your whole fucking mm. life's been on pause. Oh, yeah. And you have this insane, holy fuck niche skill and nothing else. <laughs> and you you hit unpause. I'm so familiar. <laughs> and, and, you, and, you, and you're like, okay, is there any other broken fucks who can hang out with me so I can feel better about myself? And that's how we all met each other. Yep. But, yeah. but I, you know, I told her, I was like, you know, this is like you, you're finding this now and you've learned, you've got all these skills and you've resourced, right? Like you're, you're, you now are facing down life. Like, okay, I did this thing. I'm really stoked about. I, now I want to grow the sport. I want to like give the same opportunity to other people. I was fortunate enough that there was this like tiny moment where my dad's business was like starting to make money mm-hmm. and it was like, yeah, fuck yeah. And so we like bought a cool truck and a cool trailer and we did like three rallies and he's like, I can't actually pay for any of that. I, we can't have this. And I was like, oh, fuck. You know, there's the like, oh, fuck despair of thinking like I'm going to be a professional rally driver when I was a fucking teenager and then finding out I had to figure it out. And for me, I'd started mentoring with Big Brothers Big Sisters at that time and and my little brother like going, oh shit, this kid grew up in the east side of Austin, hadn't been out of Austin when he was 14 years old. He'd never left Austin. And I was like, well, get in the fucking truck. We're going to Colorado. We nice. took him to Pikes Peak when I was racing the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. Super cool. It was wow. so fucking rad. And he shows up there the fucking funniest kid ever. And we're still super close. He's in his late twenties now. And we, <laughs> he show up in Colorado and like two days later, he's, you know, he's, we've been like fucking running around building race cars and shit. He goes, man, y'all were fucking playing. They ain't no black people in Colorado. <laughs> he's just like, dude's never seen mountains, never seen snow, never been out of Austin. And all of a sudden he's in Colorado and like, but I was like, oh, this is what it's about, dude. It's yeah. about fucking taking the shit that we have, that we take for granted, the skills, mm. the experience, whatever it is in our life and finding ways to share that with other people. And that's when I realized like, okay, I fucking hate working on cars. I'd rather peel all my fingernails off with fucking crescent wrench mm. and then work on a car. Oh. And, but I fucking love teaching. I love obviously talking way more than people want me to. <laughs> and I really enjoy just like mentoring and, and offering people a way to find cool shit to do with their hands, right? Yeah. And it was this pipe dream at the time, but I, I, you know, I went to a rally school as well. And I was like, okay, I love what these guys do. I love the experience, but I think there's a way to do this. It's more impactful that you can, you know, you can shortcut some of that process by being more intentional about the way that you work people's primary sensory dominance. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, you have, it's very simple. We have eyes, data collection mechanism to go to your brain and then whatever your brain tells your hands and feet to do, that's it. So it's input and output and based on people's primary sensory dominance, we're going to learn how they collect that data and how they output it. And then we refine that. So yep. we don't have to have crazy complex curriculum. We just need to have exceptionally brilliant, talented people who can watch Tom and go, okay, he's primarily visual. We're going to focus on teaching him this way. Yeah. And you, like you said, Very you're cool. throwing that data out constantly in different ways, but you're able to get different results for a group of completely different people. And they all feel super connected because at the end of this fucking thing, like, all the touchy feely woo woo we shit aside, like we're all just trying to feel connected and and like we were talking about like 
getting getting into that that sort of place of healing of being like, I gotta go fucking reintegrate into the world, yeah. you know. And, and again, even if you've just lived a a very much more normal life than any of us fucking weirdos, you still probably haven't been in a classroom. You haven't learned anything in a long time. Like people don't go out and seek new opportunities for skills and wisdom. Mm, right. Um, they listen to stupid shit like this and they don't fucking learn anything. <laughs> and so anyway, that was that was my like real passion for the school was was uh holy shit. Like this is this is incredible. I wanna I wanna share this with people. And our first class ever was in 2012. It was a decade ago. And one of the guys who took that, we were in that same parking lot at the fucking at the circle track where Sammy Maloof was yeah. praying for chicken wow. fried steak. Yep. And uh we had we didn't even have a pop-up tent. We had a fucking rented water truck and we paid him a thousand bucks a day for a gravel parking lot. And I was like, we have a rally school with three shitbox Honda Civics we bought on Craigslist. Yeah. And we painted it yeah. Econo paint for $187 each. And I bought a $200 vinyl cutter on eBay and was like, stickers, Stripes. fucking race car. Stripes. And one of the first dudes went through the class is like, I've, I'd known him for a while at that point. He's not like a very emotive dude. And he came over at the end of the second day of rally school. And he goes, I've been watching rally cars since the mid eighties, since group B. And I have always thought rally cars are the most insane fucking thing ever because you watch NASCAR, you're like, yep, there's goes the car. You watch road racing, you're like, yep, real fast, big tires. Goes, but rallying, you're like, it's black magic. I have no fucking clue what's happening. I don't know how the car's facing this way and then it's facing that way and it's gone. It's fucking amazing. Actually. It is. It's yeah. magic. And he was like, in two days, I went from thinking it's black magic to now I can watch that video. I know exactly what that guy's doing. I can't do it the way he can. Mm -hmm. I can't do it as fast, it. but I can do it. And yeah, but I, it's, a, it's a beautiful way that you're talking about that. Again, I always relate things to my, my gun history yeah, and teaching yeah. and whatnot, but I can watch somebody shoot and I can see exactly what's going on with their deficit. I started using coach's eye because no one would believe me. I'm like, you're doing this. And if you just fix it, we're going to dial you right in. So to be able to see like, you know, he's a visual guy or whatever. Yeah. In my experience with a rally school or whatever, that's not how they teach. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, it's super cool that you do it. Like, a, And I watched that with you yeah. when we were, when we were just young friends yeah. standing in a field together in the mountains. I watched that and I, I watched the way you guys worked and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, these fuckers get it. Like, yeah. It's, it's a different level and it's experience is one part of it, but there's a, there's a personality mm -hmm. type. There's, there's a level of, of give a shit, right? Like you have to give a lot of shits about, about other people's success and, and feel emotionally invested in some way in seeing people succeed and yep, thrive. 100%. Yeah. And that dude, you know, he was like, I, I not only know what they're doing in that car now, but I can do it. And this is the part that fucked me up that I wasn't ready for is he's like, now I'm wondering what else can I do? And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. This yep. is where we move. This is where we move the needle for people. Yeah, super you put cool. them in an environment that they leave. What I don't, they don't need to give a shit about rally cars. Rally cars don't fucking matter. They're trash. It's just a fucking thing you drive around yep. and it will break probably within the first five minutes. And you'll be super sad financially. Something, but yeah. Money on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. Something, something, money on fire. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> something, something, <laughs> money on that's fire. It. Shit, there it is. Well, that is true. Evan and I left that rally school the week, million years ago. And we're like, well, now we got to get out of Quattro's and figure yeah. out. <laughs> Whatever no shit, dude. dude. We found one already had a roll cage in yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, it's only like $3,500, dude. Yeah. And, and clearly we're pros because we just learned how to do this. It's yeah. going to be awesome. And we had, okay, this is worth it. And then we'll finish up or whatever. But Evan was having a bad day. You know, like we all have bad days. Yeah. And we had a long gravel road. We had already been to the school. Yeah. And they gave me the rental car which I had gone through many. Like I would break them. Yeah, I would break something and I'd go, they go, did you drive it off road? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, and it's all 
Just fucked up. Anyways, I had an infinity something, but it's the one that looks like a Ronald McDonald shoe. That doesn't narrow uh, it down. Yeah. It's <laughs> wow. so weird, lumpy thing. But it's the smaller one and it was yeah. fast. It was yeah, like yeah. pretty legit for a rental car. I come in and I was rallying my ass off on the way to work on the gravel. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm doing this. Is this Just, clueless? Yeah. I was like, get it, girl. Get, get in, it. bitch. We're going I was shopping. Like, I mean, rallying. Go the I was like, he said daisies and I took a left. Anyway. Bitch. <laughs> I come in and I'm just like shit eating grin. I look at Evan. I was like, "You having a bad day?" And he was like, "Fucking sack, sack." And I go, "Hey man, just jump in this car." I'm like, "Go, go, fuck, yeah. go, fucking drive it." Yeah. He ripped it down. I could just see the dust. Just yeah, it's gone. And then back, he's like, "All right, man, I'm good. I'm good." Yeah, yeah absolutely. But it's a thing. It's a therapeutic yeah. thing, you know, to get in a car, go fast, do fucking rad shit. You can actually take someone out. At speed, like Formula One yeah. and stuff, yeah. no one can experience that. And That's you, it. You just can't show someone the speeds, and you mm-hmm. just have to predict with rally. If you take someone down a, a ten mile stage in a forest, it's the width of the car, and you're going hundred miles an hour. It's fucking bizarre. Jumps, and the yeah. guy can't see out the windscreen. It's like, yeah, it's what? fucking bizarre. I was in the car. First of all, I go, "What's that stick, and why does it only go forward and back?" Yeah, like what the fuck is going on there? There's colors and like it lights yeah. up like a Christmas tree, and yeah. there's, there's things going on. Yeah. yeah, I turn my phone on, and the guy's like, "Oh no, man, I'm just like one of the mechanics." I'm thinking this is gonna be great either way. <laughs> he starts ripping through the woods, and I'm giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> I'm extremely scared and uncomfortable, but I'm having a blast, yeah. and I'm looking like past the A pillar, and I'm like. <laughs> Why are we going that way? <laughs> With the noses facing over here about three o'clock. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, if you don't know where you're going as well, you're, you're no like idea. predicting it's that way and you go that way. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the best. Oh, man, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Instant hard on. Well, we had the same oh, experience. JT and Evan came last year and uh, it was immediately like, oh, yeah, we these guys get it. We get, You know, it's like, it's just, oh, I see. And I think, you know, everybody, it's easy for anyone to like, we all have so many prejudices about everybody, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've just seen JT shit. And I was like, hey, he looks like a fucking idiot. Yeah. It's like a total D-bag on social media. <laughs> I honestly, like, it's not the kind of guy that I'd like looked up his social media, but people, you know, over the years, something would pop up and I was like, yeah, no, I'm good on like whatever this dude's whole vibe is, you know? Right. And uh, because he has a persona and, and also people are allowed to like be whoever the fuck they want to be day to day. And so I, I had like my prejudice and, and I've told him this many times, but like, I was like, yeah, no, I, I had an expectation of what I was going to be dealing with when fucking JT from Black Rifle came. Yeah. I didn't know who the fuck Evan was. Um, but, but they show up and like, you know, Evan's doing his thing, which I'm leaving. I'm never going to try and Evan because nobody's <laughs> fucking touching that. It's 12 out of 10. <laughs> would listen to again. And then JT and I like, you know, I'm say, I say what's up and we're hanging out and we're standing by the track and we just start talking shit about everybody. And immediately we're like, Oh, oh, this dude gets it. And that was it. Yeah. It was like fucking best friends and That's super like cool. this ever since. But yeah, they same thing. They left and he called like the next day and he's like, Hey man, me and Evan were talking like we probably need rally cars. <laughs> yep. And as you said, there was back in the day, like, let's find a shitty Audi Quattro. <laughs> now it's what can you build us and how much does it cost? I don't actually care. Let's go. And I'm let's like, go. Okay, well, easy. Good. Poor Evan still hasn't driven his fucking car because we built two of them and then immediately was like, let's build a rally team as well. And then we'll, let's do all this. And then we'll take all the parts off Evan's car and keep putting them on JT's because it keeps breaking. But uh, eventually, so um, Evan, get back here and drive your fucking car. Well, he's fully immersed in the sport, but just cutting the check for it. <laughs> yeah, I he's know, he's driving good it. Part. I know, fuck. That's Bless awesome. His heart. Well, we're, we're certainly grateful for that. And I think I speak for not just me and all the guys at Rally Ready and in my team, but for Tom oh, and definitely. for the entire fucking sport. Like the fact that Evan came, took a class with us and was like, this sport represents Black Rifle's values. Like, we're stoked about it. We want to oh, be involved. Yeah, I, like, 
every everybody in the sport. And I, I think it's super, it's a testament to to how Evan, JT, Matt, and and that team has has built the brand that like the sport, regardless, because rally is fucking awesome. It's this sort of catch-all, uh, you know, every like there's some fucking dude in Tivas, you know, driving a shitty old golf, and there's, you know, some dude uh who's just fucking like raging MAGA the whole time and everybody in between. And there's there's no political space for rallying. Rallying is just no. you're in the fucking yep. woods, you're fucking having a good Everyone's time. Everyone's wearing overalls, doesn't matter who, what, where. It's yeah. And yeah, I think it, I, I think honestly, there's a huge testament to Evan JT and what what they've built in the fact that like everybody in the sports like, ah, we don't, we don't these guys are fucking here supporting rally. I don't give a fuck about anything else. They're hundred percent welcome. That's right. Um, and we've, oh, I think everybody's felt the same way working with black rifles. Just yeah. like, it's been fucking it's awesome. It's been hugely mutual and they're blowing. I think they are really developing the sport in a new angle and bringing that rawness and perspective where showing what the sport is because yeah. it's hard to explain what it is to yeah. a lot of people. So Absolutely. I think we're showing it in a new light now. And yeah. We're achieving that this year. Well, yeah. this is fucking awesome. Thanks yeah. for, number one, thanks for having me in your house. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have sex in this room so yeah. soon, guys. It's going to be right awesome. I haven't mentioned that. Well, yeah, but we have those super fancy cameras. Where's it at? It's a little game we're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you the live feed. Little do you know, that turns me off. <laughs> awesome. Now. Thanks for having us out the Rally Ready. Where do hey, people you, find bro. you? How does that work? They look you up on the Instagrams and Tom the Twitter. Tom GB on Instagram. Yep, he said that um, a few times this year. Yeah, yeah fuck Jackson. yeah. Yeah, youngtomwilliams.com slash subscribe. OnlyFans. TomWilliams.OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, you'll see all sorts. That's fucking awesome. He's uh, already bought domains. I know it. You have no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> between me and JT, it's like, I think collectively in the in the AIM days, the AOL Instant Messenger days, me and JT must have had 700. <laughs> That's where we connected. I was like, oh, yeah, you want to hear some of my screen names? And he's like, those are so much more fucked up than I thought they could be. Yeah. I was like, well. Best friends. That's how it is, yep. <laughs> Um, rallyready.com for the driving school at Texas underscore Dave on Instagram for me um, at JT article 15 for any complaints. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's, HR that's issues. Um, and uh, at what's Dove's? Let's fuck up Dove. Dude. Let's ruin his life. Let's make him one. We'll make him oh, one. <laughs> how about let's make one called Rove Dibnik and it'll, it'll just be Photoshop nudes of him. Fuck yeah. All right. And, uh, dude. You guys are rad. Thanks right. so much. Sweet, Appreciate bro. you doing it. It's been great. Yeah. All right, dudes. We out. That concludes today's training. Any questions? Woo! Drum titties, boy!